What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to my first podcast here with my main man, Josh, the J-Man Mud. J-Man. Yeah, we're going to be trying to do this pretty much on a weekly basis. Uh, Josh will probably be with me most of the time. Uh, some weeks it might just be myself. But, uh, yeah, we're going to try to do this every week and, um, you know, let us know how you like it. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Tan and J-Man Show. Yes, we officially have a name for our podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lee, here with Josh, the J-Man Mont. Starring former Rochester High School number one golfer, Tanner T-Money Wiggle Lee, and former mediocre Rochester High School first baseman, Josh, the J-Man Mont, this is the Tan and J-Man Show. Now it's time for Rochester, Indiana's number one podcast, the Tan and J-Man Show featuring Josh Mont and Tanner Lee. It's Monday night. Sit back, relax, and grab a beer. It's time for the Tan and J-Man Show, featuring Josh Munt and Tanner Lee. Tanner Lee and Josh Munt of the Tan and J-Man Show here, and this afternoon, we're joined by our good friend, Cameron Screeton, RHS baseball coach, Corey Good, Garrett Weiger, former Boilermaker quarterback, Rob Henry, John Glenn, head football coach, Austin Faust, senior writer for the Action Network, formerly of ESPN and the Golf Channel, Jason Sobel, legendary Indiana High School boys basketball coach, and recently, the former boys basketball coach at Garen Catholic, Pete Smith, RHS football head coach, Brian Hooker, Isaiah Jackson, recently graduated senior, or soon to be graduated senior from Rochester High School, two really good close friends of the show, two former Butler stud golfers, Andrew. One stud golfer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. That's not and, very nice. <laughs> not very nice to Isabella. You should know An- Andrew and Isabella Eiler. Thanks for taking that trip down memory lane with us. It is our 200th episode of the Tannin J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be doing a little bit of uh, reminiscing later as well. But first, this episode is brought to you by The Dam Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is available every single weekend. It features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. How you doing tonight on our 200th episode? We've been doing this for almost four years now. Yep, started on November 28th, 2016. I remember it was the Monday after Thanksgiving in 2016 and as you can see our sound quality has gotten better throughout uh, yeah it was throughout the years it was fun looking back and cutting that intro up this morning um and looking at the improvements we've made over mm-hmm. the years and we'll get more into that in a little bit but first got to keep the birdie bogey going every week like we do to kick off the show you ready for this week's birdie, yes, birdie bogey sir pretty simple question i think who was the last number one overall quarterback to win their first career NFL start? I don't know. 
the heck am I supposed to know that? So it was all over TV this weekend. No clue. Couldn't see it. Because Joe Burrow lost yesterday. Yes. So. Should have won. Missed some open throws, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Uh, they were at the Warsaw Farmer's Market on a Saturday. That was their last day for sweet corn of the season. Yep, sweet corn's done. Uh, it is done. But they had... Very good, though. Very good. If you, if you, if you uh, didn't get any, you definitely missed out. They had all sorts of veggies as well as Back to Eden's elderberry syrup. Uh, and they say stock up before winter because this stuff is amazing for your immune system. So, you know what that means. Get your veggies. I think you need to put that on a T-shirt. We might be putting it on some T-shirts. Why don't you, why don't you make that announcement, J-Man? Check out our merch page. I'm going to have to bring up what site our merch page is Here, on. Here's an easy way to find our site that our merchandise is on. You can go on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page. Click our main link, and it'll take you there. It's teespring.com slash store slash tan. And Jay Manchin. Yeah. That'll well, put you there as well. Our, our main link on all of our social media pages will give you an additional link to the store, mm-hmm. to the ISC Sports Network website, and to uh, all of our audio podcast platforms. So. We have a classic T-shirt, a long-sleeve T-shirt, uh, hook custom, custom-made hoodies, uh, zip-up hoodies. We have Tan and Jay Man Show face masks, Tan and Jay Man Show mugs. We have women's T-shirts, tank tops. Uh, we even have a Tan and J-Man show onesie on there, and kids' T-shirts, and toddlers' T-shirts, and stickers, all sorts what of stuff. What more could you want? Get your merchandise, please. Ready to be uh, educated yes. quickly on this day? I am. On this day in 1954, Giants' Willie Mays, pretty good. He's one we uh, seem to talk about a lot on the show. Albert Pujols tied him on the all-time home run list he last did. night with his... 660th. That might have been Saturday night. Uh, but anyways, on the stand 54, Giants' Willie Mays got his second extra base hit of the season, which broke Mel Ott's, um, I think, National League record at the time. It's since been shattered by Barry Bonds. In 1958, the Yankees won their 24th pennant, ninth under Casey Stengel. That's a pretty good manager. Not too shabby. Um, uh, in 1980, on this date, Dwight Clark began his NFL streak of 105 consecutive games with a reception. He made the catch. The catch, yes. That was a pretty good catch. Yeah. In a big moment. Um, David yeah. Tyrese was bigger, in my opinion. Yeah. In 1987, Cal Ripken's streak of 8,243 consecutive innings, 908 games, is broken. Did he break it himself? Unless that's a typo. I feel like this website is pretty accurate usually. It usually is. I don't know. I must have read it wrong. I don't really feel like investigating, to be honest. 1991, San Diego State freshman running back Marshall Falk. Masha, Masha, Masha. Rushes for NCAA record 386 yards and scores seven touchdowns as the Aztecs beat Pacific 
Pacific, Pacific, 55-34. He was pretty good. Not too shabby. I've said that three times. Yes, you have. I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) 1994, Major League Baseball team owners vote to cancel remainder of the 1994 season, as well as the World Series for only the second time in history. Continuing labor dispute with Players Association. We could see this happening in a few years. Hopefully not, but definitely a possibility. 1996. A's Mark McGuire is the 13th player to hit 50 homers in a season. We've had a few more since That was his last year on the A's, right? 96? Um, I think he was traded mid-season in 97. Okay. So I think he started the season. You're right. You're right. He was traded during the season. Um, yep. In 2003, I remember this one, uh, Baltimore running back Jamal Lewis sets NFL record, single-game rushing record when he runs for 295 yards and two touchdowns. He did it against none other than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I got some comments to make about them in a little bit. Um, who won the ninth, or who won the 2009 U.S. Open men's tennis title? Oh, I was ready for golf, but golf would have been uh, in June. Um, 2009 men's tennis title, U.S. Open. Let's go with Federer. So close! It was Juan Martín del Potro. Never heard of him. He beat Federer though. All right. He won his first Grand Slam title at that time. That's all that's going to do it for uh, this week's version of the uh, bur- uh, on, this day. on This Day. Only 200 episodes. We'll get say, this right eventually, yeah. I promise. But uh, if you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company. And like I've been doing the last few weeks, I've been modeling this nice First Federal Savings Bank water bottle. I'm telling you, this is a really good product. really keeps your liquids cold, hot, whatever you want. Um, I've never ordered a product I haven't been uh, satisfied by the quality of. So That is a sharp-looking uh Water bottle? Yeah. Yeah. We can make them make some Tan and J-Man show ones. Maybe we will someday. So uh, give them a call today at 574-210-3815. What you want to do first? A little bit of reminiscing? Yeah, let's reminisce a little bit. I mean, this is, episode 200 is a pretty big deal. I feel like, you know, episode 50 is kind of big. 100 is Pretty big accomplishment. We did a giveaway for our 100. We did. We did a gift card uh, thanks to uh, Fraunfelder Dental Clinic, who is the main sponsor in the past of the Tangerine Show. The first few years we were doing it, I think uh, I think they were 2017, 2018, and 2019, if I'm not mistaken, the main sponsor of the show. But uh, So, uh, of course, we want to thank them for being a past sponsor. want to thank our other past sponsors. Um, we've had John Mars be a past sponsor. Road, Road Star Driving Academy has been a past sponsor. Of course, our current sponsors, uh, the Dam Landing, Performer Print House, uh, Indiana, or Farm Bureau, yeah, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent, Travis Watchery. He's been, been a guest multiple times. Been a well. guest multiple times, been a sponsor for many years. Noble Noble LLC, been a sponsor now for a couple of years. And I'm sure, am I forgetting anybody? I don't think you are. No. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, so we really thank everybody for the support there. And, and we just thank the Tan and J-Man Show Nation for hanging with us through 200 episodes. I mean, we began this, like I said, on November 28, 2016 in my parents' basement. We weren't even sure really what we were going to be covering. 
We kind of just wanted a platform to talk about sports, talk about our favorite sports teams. We began even covering some local sports, but it quickly just kind of evolved into what it is today. We Mm kind of found our niche covering all kinds of sports, but really focusing on the Big Ten, which we haven't done much so uh, this fall, unfortunately. MLB and NFL is kind of our niche. I remember we were driving in a car somewhere. Your dad was actually driving. And we were talking about, man, we have a lot of sports knowledge, and uh, we like to talk about sports. Why don't we just start a podcast? And I had been wanting to do something like that for a while. I think it finally came down to I was either going to write a blog or start a podcast. Mm. And I decided I like talking better than I like writing. Um, so I wanted to do a podcast, and I'd done some research on kind of how to start one, what you need to do equipment-wise to start one, what you need to purchase. And I knew I didn't want to do it by myself. Right. So I grabbed Josh the J-Man here, one of my best friends. And, of course, he was easy to access since he lives here in Rochester as well. And, and I have nothing else going on. And uh, we didn't have a lot going on at the time and still don't have a ton going on. So <laughs> it's it's been a good uh, good partnership. And uh, it's crazy to think we've done 200 episodes. And that's on top of other ones like interviews and some one-offs and stuff. I knew at the very beginning I did some one-offs by myself. Talked about the hiring of Jeff Brom. I vaguely remember uh, that. Broke down the Crossroads Classic, the one of two times Purdue's ever won in that when they came back and beat Notre Dame. So those were tough, just talking out loud to yourself for about 30 minutes. Um, last year in March of 2019, we uh, began our partnership with the ISC Sports Network, which we're on live every Monday, 6.30 to 7.30. And that kind of changed how we did our show. Mm-hmm. Because beside, before then, we were audio only. Even though we did some Google Hangouts on our YouTube page, but we could go as long as we wanted or as short as we wanted before then. We, when we made the partnership, we took up that hour time block on their channel, so we had to make sure to get as close to an hour as we can possible. And it was tough to begin with, I think, but we've uh, th- become pretty accustomed to it now. I think it really polished us, too, um, just knowing we had to get strictly an hour, um, and it's really it's made it a lot more fun, in my opinion. Well, I have a few audio bits. I got about three different ones I want to play um, for us, and then we can continue to reminisce a little bit before we get into talking about. I know you want to talk some Cubs, and we got a bunch of NFL to talk about, but got a few things here I want to play real quick. And this first segment was Josh last year. I think it was the last episode before we went on the ISC Sports Network. If not the last one, it was pretty close to he challenged himself to say 10 great words i'll call them during the show he had to fit all 10 of these words in that that so was i think right before we went yeah. like maybe two episodes before we went live on the isc sports Network. that was fun so i'm gonna play this clip and uh hopefully y'all uh, enjoy this and laugh along <laughs> with us a little bit Than the duration of the game. I think it's just like a nincompoop. Some of these uh, contracts have me been bamboozled. Um, they've got me flabbergasted, though. There's uh, there's number three. There's definitely uh, they're definitely not words you say every single day, man. But and and I'm I'm trying not to go all cattywampus um, <laughs> on, on on you guys. Now will he be out there uh, pulling shenanigans, kind of like he did? Uh, um, in uh, props to the uh, bigger conferences, but I think it's a bunch of malarkey. I'll tell you that much. 
too. You know what kind of bread I hate? Pumpernickel. Oh, I, whatever. I didn't think any of the rest would. I'm going to cause a big brouhaha. Any of the, things. Oh, the second half discombobulated. They were kind of lollygagging around, going loose, Northwestern and skedaddle out of uh, the Big Ten tournament. I was extremely proud of myself. You were. All these showing off the big words. Uh-huh. That's a that's a J Man special. My favorite by far was Caddy Wampus. And that's the one I cracked up on. Was a show. Good one. I couldn't couldn't keep a straight <laughs> face. So, but because I was trying to be serious, because I knew if I cracked up, you'd be you'd crack up, and you mm. wouldn't be able to get through it. I cracked myself really up twice to the point where I didn't know if I'd be able to continue the show. That's how much I was laughing, but uh, I settled in. Speaking of laughing, we laughing one one week we it was we were still recording in my parents basement so it was 2017 or 18 i'm 17 no it was 17 early 17 and we screwed up like five times during the show so i just cut it all out and made a bloopers of it years ago and i think we've played it before but we're gonna play it again because i haven't listened to it in quite some time chief redbeard is here along with co-host the tan man Chief Redbeard doesn't, chief have Redbeard. A, doesn't have a beard anymore. You're beardless. Well, the chief is bringing her back. Bringing the back? Bringing the beard back. How long is it going to take? Yeah, about six six months or so. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is 9-1. and one. Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. Owned by my cousin Bryce Romine and his wife Katie Romine. You can find them almost every weekend at the Kosciuszko uh Farmer's Market, Kosciuszko County's Farmer's Market. I keep wanting to say the Kosciuszko County Zoo. I want to say fair. I want to say fair. The fair Why do lower. I think zoo? Fair makes a lot more sense. But, uh, yeah, they, they grow almost everything. Um, I was over there the other night, and he was planting some kale. Nice. Ever had kale? I stay away from all things green. Yeah, we wouldn't be good uh, good clients of his, <laughs> no. but uh, I, I do like a few vegetables and, uh, you know, carrots, corn. Chicken nuggets Potatoes? is not a vegetable, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I really wish it was. I'd be like the healthiest guy in the world. Bullpen at the time was uh, an episode of freaking uh, Barney. I mean, that's just just bad. I don't know if the people on Barney. Just, I, was, I was trying Strong to think of Barney, a, man. I, I was, enjoy it when I was like two or three. I was trying to think of a good uh, comparison, but Barney was really bad. I was thinking, what 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 was that clown? Uh, you, Bozo the Clown. Bozo, yeah, it was an episode of Bozo, not Barney. Screw that guy, man. I, nightmares. I apologize for screwing that one up. Got nightmares tonight now about Bozo. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. Here's an interesting little game. You got the Rope Bowers, Minnesota. 3 0, traveling to Maryland. You just said the Rope Bowers. <laughs> the, Boat Rowers. The Rope Bowers. Boat Rowers. Boat. Rowers of Minnesota travels to Maryland, who's coming off an awful loss to Temple. Maryland is a three-point favorite. Even the Terps, I think those row boaters uh, will uh, not... Boat rowers? <laughs> <laughs> row boaters. Army, what's their nickname? I can see their mascot, uh, Cougar. Golden Knights. Pretty close. Before we get in the breakdown, uh, some of the Week 2 action and preview Week 3, we got a Monday night game to predict. Seattle at Chicago. Chicago's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Chicago Bears. The Bears. I agree. Crust pizza? No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> um, but it will be interesting to see how he handles some um, non-success. What's the... What's the... What's Taylor. It's a Monday, guys. So I love this show. It's Monday. We say dumb stuff. See what happens when he... Uh, 
Starts handling non-success. <laughs> non-success. Good lord. Can we get that on a t-shirt, please? Um, Something John Gruden. What is the winners for me? Cincinnati Bengals. I think... How'd you say that? The Cincinnati Bengals. There you go. I'm not as good as you or Jameis. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, <laughs> I don't remember half of that. I do remember... <laughs> Um, starting to call myself Chief Redbeard for a minute, and it didn't stick as much as I'd like it to. Oh, man, those were good. Those were good. How how do you go back and find those? Did you just listen to a bunch? Those, I cut out those a year or two ago. Oh. But I never really used them for anything for some reason. I just had them in my back pocket for something like this. So, uh. We said some funny stuff back in the day. And I want to say most, all that was on one episode. Really? That was our funniest episode ever. Yeah, that was uh, definitely case of the Mondays on that one. <laughs> but uh, we've also had the opportunity and the pleasure of interviewing a lot of different guests on our show. Um, a lot of local high school coaches, uh, Jason Sobel, who wor- writes for the writes golf for the uh, Action Network, used to write for ESPN. Had former Purdue quarterback Rob Henry. Um, a couple of our friends on who have been coaches or have played uh, Division One athletics, and we're always looking to get more people on. Um, but um, any 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 good memories from interviewing? Oh, I'm sure you yeah. have it up there. But oh, uh, Coach Brian Hooker, yes. the late uh, Brian Hooker, came on twice, and he got to tell a story about me getting picked off second base by the catcher in a sectional game. Yes, I gotta share this. It's, we it's were crying, story. laughing when he was telling it. I want to ask you about a story from when you were uh, the baseball coach for the high school team. I was. Involving this guy sitting right across from me. Okay. Uh, legend has it, in the sectional game his sophomore year, he got picked off second base when he was leading off by the catcher. I remember it well. Um, <laughs> I remember it well. It was, uh, I believe this was at uh, Plymouth High School, Bill Nixon Field there, and uh, and uh, we had inserted uh, young Josh Munt into the lineup. I think you were probably DH that day. I was DH. He, he was DH. He, we we had stuck him in there a few times his sophomore year, and he caught he caught fire. And uh, I mean, there were times where we just couldn't get him out of the lineup there. The uh, the sweet swinging lefty there. So uh, we're playing uh, we're playing CMA and. Uh, uh, you got to second base somehow, somewhere. I don't think it was a double. I don't know if you hit was, many doubles. It was, it was not a double. Okay. So so somehow, someway, you arrived at second base. So I'm over there coaching third, and, uh, um, you know, I don't know who was up or, you know, what out. But, I, you know, the, the, the game's going on, a few pitches there, and I look, and uh, Josh has got this, like, huge lead going at second base. And I'm like uh, – you know, I think I might have thrown out a warning a little bit, like, hey, be, be easy back there on the lead there, um, because I was really thinking, well, they may have a pickoff attempt from the pitcher to the shortstop or second baseman. You know, that's a shorter throw, and usually your more reliable pickoff situations at second base. So, uh, you know, I think he gives me the okay sign, like, I've got you. I've got you covered, coach. No problem with my lead. And so... Um, CMA, you know, they're, they're no dummies. They see this guy, and, you know, let's face it, you weren't built like a base stealer <laughs> back then. And they're like, what's this guy doing dancing off second like that, getting this extra extra seven feet out there? And so, you know, they probably have some kind of a pickoff deal. And so, um, anyway, they did, but it's from the catcher throwing all the way through to second base. And so, sure enough, 
they throw to the plate to the batter catcher catcher gets it and just guns down to second and and if my mind's right it wasn't all that close it was not. <laughs> i did not slide <laughs> it was yeah i think the guy caught and had to come out and tag yep. and so uh but but i i will say this um he was a good catcher. This guy was a good catcher. There's no question about that. Uh, I don't think he was an Indiana kid. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I think he started out playing uh, at Michigan or Central Michigan, maybe, or something like that. And he, uh, I don't know what his career became, but, you know, just to get there on that campus, that shows he was pretty good there. But, uh, um, you know, a safer lead would have been more, more advised there. I, I don't know if the sectional fever had gotten to you and you were ready to pounce like maybe a dirt ball you were going to get down there or, yeah. or a score, but uh, it it, uh, it deflated our inning a little bit right there. But uh, you're not the only guy that's happened to. Usually, though, it's pitcher to, to second baseman or something like that. I was, was going to say, is he the only guy who got picked off at second by the catcher it, during your coaching career? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. There you go, Josh. It wasn't my finest moment, um, but I'm glad we got a funny story out of it. It's one a story that we talk about often. One of my favorites. And I think I bring up every single time. Um, I should not have been starting that sectional game, but I had to be inserted, and I hit an absolute rocket into left field for an RBI single to give us the lead. But no one ever wants to bring up that fact. Yeah, it's not. That's not. Uh... The most uh, important. By rocket, I mean like 94-footer that got between the third and third <laughs> baseman and shortstop. See, we have to take your word for it because I have nobody else here who witnessed Go look at the box score. Yeah. But uh, a lot of good memories through the last couple of years of doing the Tan and J-Man show. Um, like I said, now we even have our own merchandise store mm-hmm. online. Which you nice, nice little downstairs studio. We're in, we're, in a, we're in a different basement now. Yes, yes. Um, uh, different different equipment, more audio platforms, TV network, a sports network carries our show now. Um, anything you want to accomplish or want to do with this show that we haven't done yet? Make a million bucks. Well, come on now. Um, I'd like to get a current, active, professional athlete on. I've been trying to work on that. I know you have. Uh, it just hasn't come to fruition yet. But uh, one thing I would like to do after all this uh, COVID stuff settles down, I'd love to do a remote episode sometime. Yes. Um, I know that, that would I, be fun. What What we should do sometime is do an episode back into your parents' basement. Yeah, just that'd be fun. Just kind of have a reminisce session yeah. Down there, that'd be fun. Uh, that take us back. I know the IC Sports Network. We were in talks with them earlier this year before COVID hit about going down there and doing a uh, draft special mm-hmm. with one of their shows. Get to the point, and of course, it wasn't able to happen. But uh, that'd be fun too. Yep, doing some kind of co- co-branding with one of the other shows on the network. But uh, a lot, a lot of ideas that we're always brainstorming, which is scary. Uh, Tan and J Man brainstorming, nah. but uh, but it's it's been a fun ride, and um, as long as we keep having fun, we're not going to stop. So. Mm-hmm. So on to the uh, next 200, yes, as we say. But uh, we got a lot of sports we want to update and cover here in the next 33 minutes or so. Uh, J-Man, kick it away with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, yeah, they had a uh, real good week. I was extremely nervous uh, heading into this uh, past week, uh, facing all NL Central opponents, starting with the Cardinals on Monday afternoon that they ended up winning. Then they had three games against the uh, Cincinnati Red Legs Ball Club. Um, I about said Redbeard's. <laughs> I did. I about said Chief Redbeard again. Um, 
Let's bring it back. No. I don't, I, don't, J-Man's good. I don't think it was ever really here. I wanted it to be here. Um, but anyway, they had to face Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray on uh, over the weekend. and Or over the week. Last week. See, this whole thing's going to be flustered now. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, you got notes and everything right here. <laughs> I so. know. Anyway, Cubs had a good week. They went 5-2. and two, um, Essentially put the Brewers and the extremely worthless Reds out of their misery. Uh, they really struggled to score a few times this week. Of course, when you face Trevor Bauer, uh, he had a really good game on uh, Wednesday. And then they face Sonny Gray on Thursday. It's not going to look very well. But they did hit uh, Sonny Gray around the ball park a little bit on Thursday night. Uh, but then they put up a bunch of runs in some other games. So that just really highlights their inconsistencies. Uh, they broke out in a major way in the ninth inning on Saturday night, uh, facing Josh Hader down two runs. Um, gives up a three-run bomb to Jason Hayward uh, that won the Cubs the game. And then a, they went back-to-back with Ildemaro Vargas, uh, who so- followed it up with a solo shot. Uh, Kimbrell closed it out. Uh, it was just a major confidence boost uh, for this team. The fan base was in a real dark place after uh, being shut out 17 straight innings, starting uh, getting shut out on Friday night and then being shut out the first eight innings on Saturday. Uh, the fan base wasn't in a good, in a good spot at all. Uh, but it was just so huge to come through against one of the top relievers in the game. Uh, Haters had a few blow-ups in his careers to, or in his career to other teams. Cubs have never done it, and it was just nice to get it off of him. Uh, then they followed it up by scoring 12 runs yesterday, uh, but that wasn't the uh, story at all. It was Alec Mills. Mills had been really struggling uh, heading into Tuesday's start against the Reds. Uh, threw really well. I think he threw six shutout or maybe gave up one. Uh, but on Sunday, he threw one of the more unlikely no-hitters uh, I have ever seen in my life. It really reminded me of Philip Umber's perfect game for the White Sox in 2012. Um, Alec Mills was a walk-on at the University of Tennessee Martin. 22nd round pick. He turns 29 in November and has only made 15 career starts. Um, and according to Stats by Stats Twitter account, he only got five swing and misses all game. Um, and since pitches were first tracked in 1988, it tied for the fewest whiffs in a no-hitter. Dallas Braden uh, had five whiffs in his Mother's Day. Perfect game in 2010. Uh, he came into Tuesday starts with a 5.50 ERA. It's already down to 3.93 uh, two starts later. Uh, Alec Mills just seems like a really good dude. Doesn't have great stuff. Uh, he changes speeds well. And when he has good command, he can do um, pretty well. He's obviously... Throwing a no-hitter was so unlikely to see. A guy like Kyle Hendricks has never thrown one. Hugh Darvish has never thrown one. John Lester has a long time ago. But to see Alec Mills go out there with his 89 to 91-mile-an-hour fastball, he does have a solid change, uh, throws a, a pretty good curveball um, as well. But just to see him go out there and do what he did, it was a really cool story um, and really cool and fun to watch because he was just didn't give up hard contact at all. He struck out. I think he struck out five. He walked three. Um, but he just got ground ball after ground ball, weak pop-up um, after pop-up. Uh, it was just fun to watch him do that. Uh, Cubs have thrown two no-hitters in Miller Park history. They're the only two no-hitters ever in Miller Park Zambrano history. Zambrano threw the other one against the Astros, right? Yep. One day um, before the day Carlos Zambrano threw his no-hitter in Milwaukee, which would have been today. Uh, Twelve years ago today, Carlos Zambrano threw a no-hitter uh, in uh, Miller Park. But this week... Cubs enter this week four games up in the division with only 12 games to play. Um, they're sitting pretty well. If they are to blow this four-game lead, 
um, in this short amount of time. Uh, it'd be absolutely pathetic. Their postseason percentage is up to, I think, 99.8%. Uh, so they should be good there, but still that 0.2% scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, they have Cleveland for two on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then followed up uh, with Minnesota for three in Wrigley to finish out the uh, home schedule of the regular season. Uh, so just win a few games. You're in good shape because the Brewers and Cardinals play 10 more times and with 12 games, with two weeks left, 10 times in two weeks, including a five-game series starting tonight, um, starting with a doubleheader uh, today, actually. So just need them to beat up on each other, and Cubs will be in uh, pretty good shape. That's all I got. Yeah, you want to be a um, – you definitely want to be a pitcher in Chicago this year. Yeah. To throw a no-hitter. Yeah, the only two no-hitters thrown are Lucas Giolito for the now American League best record White Sox. Can you believe that? Um, and old Alec Mills. The Lucas Giolito one made uh, sense to me, uh, but this one uh, makes a little sense, but that's baseball, man. Yep. Stuff happens. To kick us off for the NFL, i got to go outside the door and grab something. I forgot to bring in when we started the show. Right. Well, Last year, we've been doing uh, three winners and three losers um, from each week. So I'll go back and do my winners real quick. First winner, Green Bay Packers. Uh, they played a great Vikings defense, and they scored 43 points. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says not so fast to Jordan Love. He threw 300 for 364 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, yesterday, they ran the ball pretty effectively as well. So the Green Bay Packers are one of my winners. My other winner Taylor's not going to like this. The Las Vegas Raiders. They had lost five of six on the East Coast uh, to NFC teams since 2017. And they beat Carolina yesterday. Uh, I believe last week Tanner said uh, he didn't think Josh Jacobs was going to have a very good year this year. Correct. And he responded because he clearly listened to the show by running for three touchdowns yesterday. That doesn't mean he's going to have a great year. He had a good first week. Yeah, right? yeah. Third winner, and I think they are the ultimate winner of the first week of the NFL season. That's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, went into the defending NFC champs, San Francisco 49ers Stadium, and won. I was pretty high on them in our preview show. I had them going fourth and last in the division, but I had them going nine and seven. Uh, so that's pretty high on them. I think you had them three and 13 or four and 12. Two and 14. Two and 14. Um, Still time. DeAndre Hopkins is already worth the trade. I mean, 14. Catches for 151 yards. Uh, they also ran for 184 yards. Um, I mean, Kyler Murray had 91 of them themselves. Himself. Who are your three winners? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a winner. Winner. Really? Well, I don't. I don't think anybody saw them winning yesterday. No. I mean, a lot of people are saying this team could go and 16, one and 15. All right, came out and got a win, so they're one and zero. In Gardner Minshew, you know, I give him a lot of grief. For but, some reason. Uh, he's pretty good quarterback. He's pretty accurate. He might just be good enough to win them three or four games and keep them out of the number one overall pick, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. So I got them winners. I thought they uh, played very well yesterday. They did play well. Came from behind and beat the Colts. Chicago Bears, winners. They were losing pretty much all game yesterday up in Detroit. Came back, find a way, found a way to win. Mitchell Trubisky threw three fourth-quarter touchdowns, so – Another guy we give a lot of grief and a lot of... He was so bad early. 
that he had to go out there and do that, or it would have been Foles' time next week already. It's like they wouldn't have pulled a trigger. I think they would have. I, I think it would have been enough. They probably should, but they wouldn't have done it. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, th- I thought they need to get off to a good win, to get off to a good start this year. And the Lions are just the Lions. Now Patricia, man, just can't get it going there. Um, but Trubisky, yeah, it was a little Tebow-esque kind of struggle for a while, and then fourth quarter something happens and makes some plays and got to win. So. Tebow-esque. 2011 season, that's all you got to go watch. Here's your third. The Washington football team got uh, Carson Wentz nine times yesterday. Um, maybe this team is a team that surprises people this year. They got a good coach, Ron Rivera, um, who had an IV at halftime, by the mm-hmm. way, so he could continue to coach. Chase Young made an impact yesterday. Ryan Kerrigan became the franchise leader all time in sacks. So even tell, though tell Chase Young catches him, <laughs> even though he's not, if Chase Young stays there his whole career, um, even though he's not starting, he's still finding a good role there. Uh, Dwayne Haskins didn't do anything bad. That's all he needs to do is mm-hmm. not find ways to lose them games. And uh, I definitely didn't think they were going to beat Philadelphia, let alone sack Carson nine times. My three losers, Indianapolis Colts. That's one of my three. Um, That's a given, oh, I think. Oh, come on. You can't do both. You can't have a team that beat another sure team. Can. Nope. I make the rules. Whatever I want. My show. And, and J-Van's show. <laughs> Indianapolis Anyways. Colts. Lost to a team tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Rivers threw two interceptions. He wasn't good. Defense was really bad. Um I tried to warn you last week about Rivers that I thought Jacoby Brissett was a better fit for this team. Of course, it's week one. People don't need to freak out and overreact. Um, but he has far fewer weapons in Indianapolis than he did with the Chargers. I mean, you look what who he had with the Chargers. He had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, uh, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. Um, that's far more weapons than he has in Indy, and he just lost one in Marlon Mack, who blew out his Achilles yesterday and is out for the season. Um, I also wrote down, give credit to a guy Tanner hates for some reason, Gardner Minshew, but you've already changed your mind on that. Uh, he's he's the second-best quarterback in that draft class uh, currently. Uh, he threw, went 19 for 20 with three touchdowns. He was fantastic. Second loser, Philadelphia Eagles, which was a given. I did not have them. No, okay, so okay. See, I didn't do that twice. They blew a 17-point lead to a team that's probably the worst uh, team in football. Uh, Carson Wentz puts up good numbers, but he's just not that great of a quarterback. I'm sorry to all the Carson Wentz fans out there. I'm he, staying away from that one. I get enough flack. He's so. 7-20 and 20 against teams over 500. Um, he has a lot of Andy Dalton in him. He's a better, maybe, pure quarterback. But, honestly, Dalton's played in the playoffs a lot more. He's just, I just don't think Carson Wentz is that great. To be honest, he's not a winner. And then the third one, Cleveland Browns. 16 That's my third. straight opening game losses. They stink. I mean, there's no hype around them anymore. No, but still, to go in there, I know they're playing probably the second, maybe even first best team in uh, the AFC, and to get beat by 32, inexcusable. Lamar Jackson was awesome again. He might just want to the MVP when, again. When's OBJ? I, it looked like he He's didn't a cancer. Try, didn't look like he even tried yesterday. No. Him and Jarvis Landry are both just cancers. He, we saw what Juice did in Miami, killed that locker room. We saw what OBJ did in New York, killed that locker room. Put them together and it's even worse. Well, and the Browns were trying to do fake punts from their own territory early in the game and stuff. <laughs> it's like they almost knew they need to pull tricks out of their hat just to compete. That was a pretty bad game for their uh, first-year head coach, whose name is escaping me at the current. Uh, and uh, first, not not – 
wasn't really a good outing for Baker either. Kevin Stefanski, I believe, is his name. So it's going to be interesting yeah. going forward. It's a make or break year for old uh, Baker, I think. My other loser that you didn't mention, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Team that was pretty hyped. Now, I mean, sure, I can understand losing at New Orleans, even though I had Tampa Bay winning. But they got whooped. Yeah. They just looked sloppy on offense. I just, we could see the signs from Tom Brady last year. Um, who knows? It's hard to it's eva- a new team. For, and it's, it's hard to evaluate new team. Didn't have a preseason. Yeah. You know, it's just hard to evaluate any I, I don't want to be player. one of those podcasts that overreacts to anything after one week, but we're just going by of what we saw with our own two eyeballs mm-hmm. yesterday. And I didn't think Tom looked good. Rob Gronkowski might as well stayed as the 24-7 champion in the WWE because two catches, 11 yards, not using them much. I mean, I'm sure that'll blossom as the year goes on, but he's got a lot of weapons. Tommy Boy does an offense. I mean, Tampa Bay's all in for the next two years. and Two years. They, they gotta, it's one game. Yeah, I know. How many times do we see this in New England? They start out one and two. It's sure. not New England. And then, I mean, Bill Belichick's not walking through that Bruce door. Bruce Arians but. is a good coach, but mm. he's no Bill Belichick. No, nobody is. So. No. we got two games to pick tonight. Yes. Um, we are starting our confidence points for this week. Uh, however, since we didn't have confidence points, I went on the overall record from yesterday. We do have two games picked tonight, so J-Man could change this. Mm-hmm. I went 8-6 and six in yesterday's game. Not very good, but J-Man went 7-7. Seven and seven. Bad luck. I mentioned last week the winner every week or from the previous week would get to wear a title belt. So that's why I had to leave the room a few seconds ago and grab my title belt, and I get to wear it during the picks. Why? Because I have the better record so far. You haven't won yet, though. No, but I just assume I'm going to. It's not going to happen. Okay. Who are you picking tonight? Give me the Steelers. Give me Steelers as well. And the Tennessee Titans, because I have to switch it up, and I know you're not going to pick the Tennessee Titans, even though I do think the Titans will actually win. Um, that's If that were to have been a game, uh, we put confidence points on, that probably would have been my one, because I think they're pretty similar ball clubs. And give me the Broncos, of course. I'm very nervous about the game, though. And since we did last week's recording, uh, Von Miller, Broncos' best defender, out for the season. Or presumably out for the season. He already had surgery. It was successful. He's going to try to be back in three months, but I see it more of that five to six month time frame, which would put him out for the whole season. I wouldn't want to come back to a three um, and nine team anyway. We'll we'll <laughs> see. They could they could be, but uh, and their number one wide receiver, Cortland Sutton's fifty fifty game time decision tonight with a shoulder AC sprain. Um, that's not good. So uh, the Broncos really need him out there tonight, but. Um, I think it should be a good game. It's going to be a late one for Bronco fans in the Eastern time zone. It's, we're looking at a 10-10 start, assuming the first game doesn't go in overtime between the Steelers and the Giants. I wouldn't make a difference. They're not playing in the same. They'd put it on ESPN2. Uh, they could flip it on ESPN2. You're right. But um, the Broncos have the new Monday night crew calling their game. Brian Greasy, Steve Levy, and um, um, Reddick. Theo Reddick? Not Theo. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis Reddick, yeah. And then Kurt Herbstreit and um, Fowler are calling the that first game. Game just kicked off, yeah. too. So, so you, I guess you could theoretically tie me tie. maybe tonight. That, since I'm better looking, I think if we do tie, I should hold the title. Going to our week two picks, moving on quickly from that. Um, as you said, we're doing confidence points this year. Game one, Bengals at Browns Thursday night. This was a tough one to predict right off the bat. Um, I'm taking the Brownies, 
I'm taking them for two confidence points. I take the Browns for three, so we're a little more confident the Browns than I am. On the same page. Giants at Chicago Bears. Give me the Bears at home. Ben Cross Pizza, no thank you. I'm from Chicago. Bears. How many? Eight. Eleven for me. Oh, you're a little more uh a little more confident. Not a believer in old Danny Jones. Um and I think the Giants have potential to be a bottom three team in the NFL this year. Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys bounce back at home and get a win. Give me the Cowboys. Nine. Ten. We're pretty close so far. Yeah, this this could be interesting. Um, Lions at Packers. I went against the Packers week one, not doing it again this week. That was especially a great at win home. for them. Um, they looked sharp. They put up a lot of points. Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers. He was phenomenal. Give me the pack. I too take, took the Packers. 16. 16 as well. Man. Jags at Titans. Interdivision rivalry here. The Jags, like I said, kind of shocked the world. Um, and it's it's hard to predict games that involve teams that are playing tonight, kind of, because we haven't yes, seen them yet. we don't know what they look like. But I am taking the Titans at home. I'm taking the Titans at home as well. Uh, I don't think the Jags can continue that magic um, from yesterday. I put nine on the Titans. Ten. So close. Mm-hmm. Vikings at Colts. Taking the Vikings, first road team I'm selecting. I think this is a toss-up. Um, I also took the Vikings. I have one. Three. Um, Viking, both teams need to bounce back in the worst way. You said the Colts were going to have, what, 5,200 or so fans? I thought it was 2,500. Might be 2,500. <laughs> I had a dyslexic moment there. It, I mean, you could be right. I think it's 2,500, um, though. But I think the Vikings are a slightly better team, um, so I think they get her done. Bills at Miami Dolphins. Sorry, J-Man, I'm going to Bills. I'm taking Bills as well. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looked bad yesterday, three picks. If they would have just had competent quarterback play, I think they would have won that game in New England. If he has another game like he did yesterday, I think we will see Tua sooner than later. Got to contain uh, Josh Allen from getting out of the pocket. Cam Newton killed them on the read option. I think we'll see a lot of that from Josh Allen um, on Sunday as well. I have the Bills for six. I have them for seven. Man. 49ers at the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell looks like it's going to be out a few weeks. Adam Gase says he has, has a hamstring injury. Le'Veon Bell says his hamstrings are fine. Um, Jets look like the worst team in the NFL over the weekend. Um, 49ers need a bounce back win. I think they get her done. Oh, yeah, I think the Niners win. Um, I got 12 on them. I have eight on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The Los Angeles Rams are traveling out to the East Coast playing at Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got? Rams had a great win um, at home opening SoFi Stadium last night against the uh, Cowboys. Looks like a beautiful stadium, by the way. Looks awesome. I uh, drove by it last year. They didn't have it nearly finished, and it looked like it was just going to be monstrous. But uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? I'm taking the Rams on the road. I agree with you. Wow. Uh, West Coast teams traveling out there. I assume it's a 1 o'clock game. I could be wrong. Um, but West Coast teams struggle going out east for those early kickoffs, but I'm also picking the Rams. I have four on them. I have four as well. I hate you. I mean, you can read my picks right here. I am not lying to you. The Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, we haven't seen either team No, yet. that's what makes this game really hard to uh, predict. I'm going just off historically hit the Broncos struggle playing at Heinz Field. 
They struggle at 1 o'clock, too, don't they? That also. Yeah, especially under Vance Joseph, they did. I'm um, taking the Steelers. I'm also taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I have seven. I have 11. Really? Yes. The Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Panthers had a uh, rough loss yesterday to the Vegas Raiders. Um, Sounds like they didn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey uh, when it mattered most, and Matt Rule took the blame for that. Say he had two touchdowns Um, yesterday. There was a play late. I I didn't really see the specifics. I was just reading about it on Twitter, um, so I'm not really sure what happened. But they traveled to Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, as he trademarked uh, the Bucs. Give me the box. Oh, give me the box. I am very confident in this one. I have 15. I have 15 as well. Yep. Uh, if the Buccaneers fall to 0-2, I mean, there's still a lot of season to play, <laughs> but uh, they'll definitely be in the uh, headlines on of the, all the media. The football team travels out to Phoenix to face the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams want to know. Look at that. I have the Cardinals getting this one done. I do as well. They're my 14th point. Confidence game. I only put five on them. I kind of started running into trouble oh. spreading out my points yeah. late, so putting five. The Kansas City Chiefs travel out to SoFi Stadium to have the Chargers in their home opener. Both 1-0. and um, If the Broncos win tonight, all four AFC West teams are 1-0. and Interesting. Um, which might be the best division of football mm-hmm. this year. I mean, time will tell. But I'm taking the Chiefs. I think they're the best team in the league. I agree. Unfortunately. Uh, give me the Chiefs, and I put 12 on put them. 14 on them. It's a great, uh, I believe this is a Sunday afternoon game, the yes. Baltimore Ravens at the Houston Texans. This was the hardest game for me. To pick. That was a tough one. Because um, the Texans are definitely capable of beating the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think they're similar Absolutely. teams, but I think the Ravens have a little more firepower. And I like Lamar a little more than huh. Deshaun Watson, even though I think they're both good quarterbacks. Huh, Lamar. Um, I almost put that soundbite in there, by the way, but sorry, we hit on it last week, so I decided not to. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking Baltimore as well. I put two confidence put one. points on Have there. we disagreed on any picks besides points? I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. That's embarrassing. And I think we're going to stay the same the rest of the week. So that's a good thing we're doing confidence. Uh-huh. Uh, Patriots at Seahawks. I thought Russell Wilson looked awesome yesterday. He was my MVP pick. Seahawks looked good. pretty good about Greg it. Greg Olson, old man Olson, yeah. balled out Keeps yesterday. Chugging. Um, I thought the Patriots, I didn't, I mean, I just watched Red Zone, but. Um, they're not that great. Um, as I said, if Dolphins had a competent quarterback play, they would have probably won. They um, love the outside run with Cam. Yeah, they uh, ran with Cam a bunch. He didn't throw it a whole lot. He was pretty good when he did, though. Um, they're just. It's just weird to see them without. Tom. And it's weird to see Cam Newton in a different uniform. Really. It is, too. I'm taking the Seahawks for 13. I have the Seahawks for 6. I think the Hawks, they're my Super Bowl champ, and Russell Wissel's my MVP, and I think they keep rolling. Monday night game, we have the Nolan Saints heading out to Vegas for the oh, for the Oakland Ra- They're heading out to Vegas for the Oakland Raiders home opener. How stupid was that sense? It wasn't the brightest you've ever made. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Raiders uh, breaking in the brand-new stadium. Uh, unfortunately for them, they won't have any fans in attendance, but it will be able to showcase this new stadium off to the nation. I thought the Saints looked really crisp and sharp yesterday. Mm-hmm. I do think this is going to be Drew Brees' last year, so I think the Saints are all in going out to try to give him one more title. But, of course, we've seen what happens to the Saints the last few years when they get into postseason. But I'm taking the Saints. I, too, am taking the Saints, and I put five. Thir- I got five on it. Thirteen. Thirteen. So if it comes down really? to Monday Nighter next week. 
I got a big uh, points in the back pocket, though. Yeah, you do. That's some good stuff there, T-Dog. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We, I, I'm surprised if um, I'm remembering correctly, we didn't pick against each other. Just different I don't think we did either. All right, but uh, maybe you'll get a hold the new Tan and J-Man show title next week if you're lucky enough. Probably not. My goal is not to let you hold it all year long. I already won, baby. I was born in the U.S. of A. I screwed that quote up from Creed Bratton. I already won. I was born in the U.S. of A, baby. I put the baby before, and I just screwed it up. I apologize to all the true fans of The Office, like I call myself, but I'm clearly not. Yeah. Let's talk some golf. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe we have a major to talk about. The mm-hmm. U.S. Open would have been played normally back in June. This is at a Wingfoot up in New York. Famously, last time the U.S. Open was there was 2006. Phil Mickelson has a two-stroke lead going into the last hole. Or a stroke lead going into the last hole. He pars it. He wins his first ever U.S. Open. Bogeys it. It's a playoff. He double bogeyed and lost by one to Jeff Ogilvie. And he would have became number one in the world, something he's never done in his career. For how good Phil Mickelson's been throughout his career, he's never been ranked number one in the world. And he's still looking for that first U.S. Open title. The U.S. Open is always the one set up where they want the winner right around even, right? It's very difficult. I was already seeing pictures of guys dropping golf balls in the rough yesterday and just dropping it from about hip high. The ball goes Buried. all the way down under <laughs> in the ground. So uh, Fun. It's going to be interesting. A lot of guys took last week off. Um, you're covering from the FedEx Cup. Some guys have taken a lot, lot, long time off. Like Ricky Fowler has been off a couple weeks because his play wasn't good enough to advance in the FedEx Cup, so he's been off a couple weeks. Uh, Brooks Kepka who's been dominating the U.S. Opens the past few years, withdrew with injury, so he will not be playing. Dustin Johnson was named Player of the Year today. Can't argue that at all. He's been rolling for when, like a when month he's plus focused, now. He's kind of dynamite. Um, I got a feeling I know who J-Man's picking, though. Oh, yes, you do. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Rory is going to get her done. <laughs> this week's the week. It's gonna happen. Does this kind of set up help him at all? I mean, Rory's just, so talented. I think. Right. I mean, this is a tough step for anybody. But uh, the J Man Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is Travis at infb dot com. Uh, I, I don't see any power rankings right now on PGATour.com, but the uh, ActionNetwork.com has the betting odds out. Dustin Johnson's the favorite to win, followed by John Rahm, then Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, and Roy McIlroy. They round out the top five. Colin Morikawa is sixth. Then there's quite a gap, and then seventh is Bryson DeChambeau, a guy who kind of cooled off as the year was coming mm-hmm. to a close. Then you got Webb Simpson. Then some other noble names, Daniel Berger, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Tiger Woods. Um, some other guys past that, you got Adam Scott, Victor Hovland, Gary Woodland. But a lot of, a lot of big names not up there. Phil Mickelson's also up there with Louis Ustazen. Right where Gary Woodland is. Uh, Ricky Fowler's actually ahead of those guys. He's right behind him, Victor Hovland. So who am I taking? Hmm. I already predicted Bryson for the Masters in November. I did that 
a month ago or so. Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know why. I'm going to take Kevin Kistner. Kevin Kistner. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's at plus 9,000 for the odds. So I don't know. I just looked at the You're going to put list. some actual money on him? Probably not. So uh, maybe. I don't know. I might change my mind towards the weekend. But, uh, yeah, it'll, see how, it'll be interesting. The U.S. Open will be going head-to-head with, uh, I mean, it's Thursday through Sunday, so it's going to be going head-to-head with some college football on Saturday, which the Irish beat Duke, by the way, and I assume you're going to pick them to beat South Florida yes. this weekend, as am I. Um, so it'll be going against college football on Saturday, NBA or yeah, NBA throughout the whole time, the playoffs, and NFL on Sunday. Whereas in June, it's usually going against just baseball, mm-hmm. which I guess it still will be going against baseball. But How dare you. Yeah. So Hit me up with that birdie bogey, T-Dog. Yes. Um, Joe Burrow, number one overall draft pick in this past year's draft from LSU, uh, lost his first NFL career start yesterday. So that makes me curious if J-Man knows. I don't. Who's the last number one overall selected quarterback? to win their first NFL career start? I have no idea. Um, it wasn't Andrew Luck. I know that for a fact. Um, the last one. I feel like I just need to throw out a name. I'm trying to think of the ones that have been number one overall pick since two, 2010 even. We have Luck. We have Cam Newton. We have uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. I'm just I'm just gonna go off the one and say Carson Palmer. Really good guess, pretty close, but no, it wasn't. David Carr. Really, the last even though he got sacked like last, 14 times the in last that game. 13 quarterbacks drafted first overall have been winless in their first career Man. start. David Carr was the last in 2002 for the Texans. I don't feel bad about missing that at all. You made it sound like it was gonna be so easy. I I do remember. Well, the reason. I say that as I had seen it, seen it? Yeah, four different times over the weekend. So I figured you saw it and could downplay like you didn't yeah. see it to get an automatic birdie. I did not see it. Um, I, I remember them winning the opening game it's of their Cowboys. franchise history against Cowboys. Uh, looking at David Carr's uh, line, can, can you name the Cowboy quarterback? Was it Quincy Carter? It was Quincy or Carter. Chad Hutchinson. Quincy Hutchinson. Carter, who went 13 of 30. It was terrible quarterback play. We had Quincy Carter, 13 of 30, 131 yards, and David Carr, 10 of 22, 145 yards. He was sacked six times in his debut, which is probably less than he had been the rest of his career. Yeah. So. Well, J-Man, wrap us up for episode 200 of the Tana J-Man Show. Thank you so much for watching episode 200 of the Tan and J-Man Show. We want to shout out Tan and J-Man Show Nation for making it possible. We'll be back at it next week with episode 201. Here's to another 100. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it. Go buy some merch. Swag. <laughs>